0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Nehemiah 2, 1 through 3. And it reads, In the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was brought for him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. I had not been sad in his presence before, so the king asked me, Why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of heart. I was very much afraid, but I said to the king, May the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? The king said to me, What is it you want? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. God, thank you that your word is life. Your word brings transformation. So God, we thank you ahead of time for what you're going to do. And we give you all the honor and all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated. For the past few weeks, we've been in the series. uh, Nothing just happens. There are things that we want to happen in our life, things that we want to happen for us, but they don't just happen. There are so many things that, that we aspire to be, things that we, we hope to see take place, but those things won't happen automatically. How many of you know that success doesn't just happen? Having a good marriage doesn't just happen. Being a straight A student doesn't just happen. Being healthy doesn't just happen happen. I know that. Losing weight, it doesn't just happen. Uh, Being... uh having a relationship with God, living your purpose, uh, all those things don't just happen. Where you are today and who you are today didn't just happen. You didn't just happen to be who you are right now. You didn't just happen to end up where you are right now. But where you are today and who you are today is a result of some choices and decisions that you have made in the past. Nothing just happens. We talked about Nehemiah's burden to rebuild Jerusalem. Or to rebuild what was broken and ruined. Pastor Dan shared how for 152 years, the walls of Jerusalem had been destroyed. And that was significant because the, the, the full potential of that city could not be realized as long as the walls were destroyed. Because as, the wall, as long as those walls were ruined and they were burnt down and destroyed. They had no protection from invaders. So they could only limit uh, how far they could flourish in that city. Until someone came in and to, to, uh, to mess things up. Uh, it was God's will for all the broken places of Jerusalem to be rebuilt. There are things that are God's will for your life. God has good intentions for your life. And if you are not convinced of that, then you don't know my God. God has nothing but good intentions for your life. But just because God had a will for those walls to be rebuilt, and just because it's God's will to rebuild some things or build something in your life, it will not happen automatically. This morning, I'm gonna give you some practical tools. Is that all right? Here at CWC, I love you folks, but you you all love miracle message, you all love breakthrough message. Your your season's about to change, you know. Your 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 breakthrough is on the way. We love miracle messages, but we, we have a hard time when when the responsibility lies on us. But this morning, I'm, I'm going to give you some tools because I want you to be able to get to the next level. And the next level, unfortunately, is not coming unless you make some changes in your life. Amen. Just because God wants something to happen doesn't mean it's not—it's it, just going to happen. So, so far we learned that uh, nothing happens without vision. If you're going to build something in life, if you're going to rebuild something in life, you have to have Vision, why? Because God is a God of vision, God works through vision, and anytime God is going to do something in somebody 's life, God will plant a vision for that thing to happen because God, before He created the world, he had a vision for he wanted for, for what He wanted to accomplish. You must have a vision for your life. Nehemiah had a vision for a place that was broken. Are you able to dream in places that are broken? Are you able to have a vision when nothing is working out around you? Are you able to see possibilities when it looks like there aren't any possibilities? Can you dream when things are broken? There's three types of people. Those who only see yesterday, they focus on the past. They're stuck on what happened to them. They're stuck on their failures. They're stuck on on who disappointed them, who let them down, who hurt them, who wasn't there for them. But I want you to understand something this morning. You need to you need to look past the past. Because just because someone ruined your past doesn't mean that they have to ruin your future. It's time to let go. It's time to move on. It's time to move forward. There is no future in the past. There's people that that their greatest enemy, their their worst enemy is their memory. When your memories become greater than your vision, you stop growing. And if you're wondering why you aren't making progress, it's maybe because you keep looking behind. You keep looking at what hasn't worked out for you so far in life. There's those that don't see beyond today. They only focus on the here and now. They have no vision beyond today, no vision beyond the here and now. These are the individuals that are living in crisis mode. They're just trying to make it through another day. They're just trying to make it through the next crisis, but their only focus is the now. Then there's those that see into tomorrow. They aren't living by memory, they're not just living according to the now but they're living today with tomorrow in their heart. They are visionary people. They are people that see possibilities. They're people that are always dreaming about the next great move of God. They're people that are always looking forward to the future in anticipation, looking at what God can do, looking at what God can change in their life. The world is changed by visionary people. The world isn't changed by people that live according to the past. The world isn't changed by people who are only living in the now. But the world is changed by visionary people, people who see possibilities. But vision isn't enough. Tell someone next to you, vision isn't enough. It's good, but it's not enough. You see, because nothing happens without motivation. Vision without motivation Is useless. Let me say that again. Vision without motivation is useless. See, a a vision is like GPS in a car. Motivation is the fuel to get you in the right direction. You see, you can have your GPS, you can have the direction set to where you're trying to get to. You may be spot on in the right direction, but unless you have motivation, you can't get to your destination. A lot of people say, I got vision. I know where I, I know where I'm trying to get to. But there's no motivation. After 152 years, Nehemiah was the only person with the motivation to rebuild what was broken down. Now, 152 years is a long time. And I'm sure that during that time, there had to have been other people that saw the condition of that city, that saw those broken walls and said something has to happen. Something needs to change. I'm sure there had to be somebody else that said, you know what? One day this city is going to flourish again. These walls are going to be rebuilt. There had to have been people that talked about it. am sure there was those that complained about it but only one person had the motivation to actually do something about it you see you need to understand that all god needs is one motivated person to change a city all god needs one person in the family to be able to change a family. All God needs is one young person in a school that is motivated to reach that school, that can turn that school upside down. God doesn't need a majority. God doesn't need a whole lot of people. All God needs is one person that is motivated, that has a vision that can make a difference. And we see it in the life of David. We see that when, when the armies of, of Israel uh, were, were set up in battle against Goliath, the men were afraid. Even the The king at that time was afraid and they were sitting there in a standoff, but nobody would engage in the battle. But it was not till David took down Goliath that he motivated the rest of the nation to get into the battle. All God needs is one person to motivate a multitude. All God needs is one person to create the dynamic. Are you that person that can bring change around you? Are you that person? Are you that one that is motivated to do something about a situation? Now, I want to tell you this morning why Nehemiah not only had vision, but he had motivation. Number one, motivation requires clarity. Nehemiah knew exactly what he wanted. When the king saw that Nehemiah was sad, when he saw that his heart was downcast, he he asked Nehemiah what was wrong. And Nehemiah went on to explain to him the condition of the city, the condition of what was happening in his nation. And then the king went on to ask in verse 4. He says, Then the king said to me, What is it? You what? Want. What is it you want? In other words, what do you want to do about it? You see, a lot of us complain about things that aren't right in our life. But we're just not sure if we're the ones that want to do anything about it. It's easy to point out issues. It's hard at times to come up with solutions. It's easy to point out what everybody else is doing that's wrong. It's hard sometimes to be motivated to fix it. You have to have clarity. You have to know what you want if you're going to have motivation in your life. Many times we're aware of an issue. We're just not motivated to fix it. You'll never be motivated by anything in in life until you know what you want. Nehemiah talked about what he wanted and he told it to the king. Now, do you understand? Do you know what you want this morning? Do you know the vision that's in your heart and why you want it? Because you can't be motivated without a motive. You have to have a cause. It has to be clear. You have to have something that you're chasing after. And you can't be chasing after this thing and that thing and be up one day and down the next day. You have to be clear about what you're going after. You know what's interesting about Nehemiah? He didn't just know what he wanted. But he knew what God wanted. It's one thing to know what you want. It's a whole other thing to know what God wants in your life. Well, how do we know that? Well, before Nehemiah answers the king, the Bible says that then I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered the king. So he answers the king, but first he prays. And this is something that he had been praying for for a while. See, prayer will put your desires in proper perspective. What prayer does is it begins, it will filter out the things in our life, the desires and the will and the motives that don't belong there. Prayer, what it does is it lines up our will with God's will. A lot of us are only living according to the will of man, not the will of God. You have to spend time with God in prayer because it's prayer that puts your will in alignment with God's will. Nehemiah would go on to rebuild the city in 52 days. After they were destroyed for 152 years. He rebuilds it in 52, years, 52 days. But he sought God over prayer for over 100 days. What does that tell you about the importance of, of bringing your vision before God? It's more important to pursue God than, than just to pursue the vision. It's more important for you to take that vision before God than just try to make it happen on your own. And some of you are like, well, well, how come I haven't been able to make that vision happen in my life? I want to do this. I want to do that. I want a better family. I want a better relationship with God. I want to be able to change a city. I want a ministry. I want to start a business. I want to do all those things. But are you motivated to seek God about those things? If you are not praying about your vision, then you're not motivated. Don't tell me you're motivated unless you're praying about the very, very thing that God has put on your heart. You can have a plan. You can have goals. You can have it all mapped out. Ten steps and how you're going to accomplish it. But unless you are pursuing God and pursuing your vision at the same time, you're not really motivated. The proof of a motivated person is change. Ne- Nehemiah was willing to leave where he was to pursue his vision. Look at Nehemiah 2.4. This is what he says. If, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send somebody else to the city. Right? No. Let him send who? Send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are, are buried. So that who can rebuild it? So I can rebuild it. So Nehemiah is living the life. Pastor Dan talked about that last week. Nehemiah has it made. But he's willing to relocate. He's willing to change where he was in order to fulfill the vision. You have to be willing to make some changes to fulfill the vision of God in your life. If you're not willing to make changes, then you're not really motivated. If there is no action to a motivation, it's just inspiration. And unfortunately, we got more people that are inspired every Sunday, but they're not motivated. They, they come here, they come to the altar, they pray, they cry, but then they go home. They're, they leave here inspired, but they don't leave here motivated. Why? Because the proof of a motivated person is change. The motivated person demands change on themselves. The motivated person does what it takes to bring change about, to, to be able to pursue the vision. And if you are not trying to change anything about your life, then you aren't really motivated. You're just inspired. Are you motivated to change for a vision? Or are you just inspired for God to do it for you? I see, a lot of us, we're just living, hoping for another miracle. I told the staff this week, I'm changing how I'm praying for these prayer requests on Tuesday mornings. I'm serious. They were laughing. Wow. I edit them in my mind. You know why? Because I see people praying for things that, you know, somebody is praying for money. I don't pray for money. I don't say, God, bless them with money. I say, God, bless them with financial wisdom. Bless them with the ability to be good stewards. Bless them with the ability to be a better money manager. Because I could pray for you to get out of your crisis. But if you don't make the changes to be better, you're going to be right back there again. I don't pray for your marriage. Help me to have a better marriage. No, help them to stop being selfish, God, because the majority of of marital issues have to do with selfishness. So I I edit the prayers. I see them like I'm going to edit that. I ain't praying for that. I'm praying for change. I'm not just praying for a breakthrough in your life because I want to see you get to the next level. Unmotivated people make more excuses than progress. So your, your passion has to be bigger than your excuses. But if you're always making excuses, it's the proof that you don't have the passion to get things done. An unmotivated person always blames other people for where they are because they refuse to take responsibility for their own lack of motivation. So when someone's not motivated, they've got to blame the past. They've got to blame mom. They've got to blame dad. They've got to blame the fourth grade teacher who never called on them. They've got to blame, blame the football coach they, or, the, or, or whatever sport they played on. They've got to blame all these things because they will not take responsibility for their own lack of motivation. You've got to have a time in your life where you don't. Keep making excuses. Maturity happens when you stop making excuses and you start making changes. You want to know when you're growing as a a believer? It's when you stop blaming everybody else, including the devil. A lot of times we give the devil too much praise, right? Right? We got this victim mentality. The devil did this. The devil did... You you give that guy so much praise. Some folks give more more praise to the devil than they do to God. Because they're talking about everything that he's messing up in their life. But you have to understand, you've got to start making some changes. And it starts by stop making excuses. So Nehemiah knew what he wanted. And he was willing to make changes... And pursue the vision. Now notice what happens next. Then the king. I'm I'm making good time here. Making good time. Then the king. With the queen sitting behind him asked. How long will your journey take? And when will you get back? It pleased the king to send me. So I what? So I set a what? A time. I have the vision, I've got the approval, Pastor Dan talked about agreement last week, you need agreement, and I set a time. Motivated people set deadlines to their vision. Motivated people don't just talk about the vision, but they set a deadline, they set a goal, they they, they set a time to make the vision happen. Do you realize that you need a set time to make a vision a reality? You need to establish time. And a lot of us, we're waiting for a time in life where God turns everything around. But we're not making time for that vision to be a reality. See, a lot of times we're, we're waiting on a move of God. But God is waiting on a move of man. And we're sitting here waiting. And listen, folks, we cannot pray away every crisis in our life. We cannot pray away every issue. We cannot pray away ignorance. We cannot pray away a lack of responsibility. We cannot pray away bad choices. But we can pray that the Spirit of God would operate in your life so you start making better decisions to set yourself up for a breakthrough. Unmotivated people don't set a time, they just say someday. That's what that that's what, what unmotivated people do. Someday, someday, I'm gonna buy a house. Driving around different neighborhoods. You ever do that? Someday. That, that one right there. That's the one we're gonna. Someday. I'm going to start that business someday. I'm I'm going to get married someday. My family is going to get better someday. This and and someday that. There's a Sunday syndrome because you will not set a deadline or set a goal. So you're just waiting for the day that somehow that blessing just falls on your lap and someday everything's going to get better and someday you're going to be happy and someday you're going to have all the money that you need and someday you're, you're just going to wake up and you're going to be healthy and everything is going to get better just someday. But someday really never happens. Why? Because nothing just happens. Now it's nice to speak in faith think we need to but unless you are setting time or don't have a goal you're just talking that's all you're doing because faith requires action now Nehemiah didn't procrastinate he set a time and then he got to work you know what procrastination is how many people deal with procrastination anybody here procrastination is a lack of motivation so, if you are always struggling and putting off things to, until the last minute, you have a motivation problem in your life. There is a lack of motivation to get things done. Now, your vision is only an idea until you set a time to fulfill it. Let me say that one more time your vision is only an idea until you set a time. To fulfill it. We have a lot of ideas, but we don't have a lot of vision at times. Why? Because we have not set a time to make it happen. I'm going to wrap it up soon. Stay with me. Notice what the Bible says, Habakkuk 2-2. Habakkuk 2-2. And if you don't have a Bible, I have it up here. It says what? What does it say about the vision? It says what? Write the what? The vision. Write the vision. The vision. If you are serious about a vision, then you need to write it. Don't just think it, ink it. Write it down if you are serious about it. But don't just talk about what you're going to do and never write it down. If you're going to think it, you need to ink it. If you're serious about it, and a lot of us, we're just not really serious. We're just like talking like people who who play the lottery all the time. Well, one day I'm going to win the lottery, and, and you start telling your friends that I'm going to buy you this house, man. And I'm going to give you. You're not going to give nothing. Stop lying. But we can't just live in life with wishful thinking and call it vision. If you can think it, then you need to ink it. You need to write it down. Verse 2-3 says, For the vision is yet for a what? For the appointed time. Oh. It doesn't say for the vision. Just happens. It says that the vision is for an appointed time. So, there is a time for a vision to be fulfilled. And if there is a time, then that means that it doesn't just, boom, happen out of nowhere. But there is a set time. There is a specific time because vision operates according to time. Vision is time sensitive. Now, don't just... Think the vision. Don't just ink the vision. You have to be willing to set a time. Set a deadline. Set a goal that you can actually put in place so the vision can be fulfilled. If you aren't willing to put in the time, then you're not ready to receive the vision. Because it's for an appointed time. Now, there there are people here today, and you've had vision in your life. Maybe you have vision in your life. But what you're lacking right now is the motivation. Sometimes we have vision. We have dreams. The problem is that because of time and the delay of vision at times, sometimes we're working toward it. times you're working on your marriage. You're working on your family. You're you're working on being, you know, seeing that that calling come about in your life. You're working toward your purpose, working toward becoming better. But because it seems like it's taking time for the vision to be fulfilled, sometimes time has a way of causing us to lose motivation. Time sometimes has a way of messing with our passion. And we stop pursuing the vision and we're no longer clear of what we wanted in the first place anymore. We're not making changes, trying to accommodate the vision. And we're not setting the time to get there because we've been discouraged by how long it's taking. I want you to understand this morning that your motivation and your passion isn't going to come from anywhere else but God. Some of you are waiting to be motivated by other people. You get motivated by quotes. Maybe you 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 plaster social media with your your quotes, right? A lot of people do that. But the one that's going to motivate you is God. The Bible says in Philippians two three. We don't have this on the screen. It says, "For it is." God who works in you to will and to act. Let me say that again. For it is God. It's not social media. It's not this person or that person. For it is God who works in you to will and to act. So, the greatest motivator you can have in your life is God. The greatest motivator you can have is the Holy Spirit working in you to will you to the vision. We're waiting to feel motivated, but we're not seeking God. Lack of passion in your relationship with God, lack of will is an indication of a disconnect between your father in heaven because no person that calls himself a believer that is connected to God the Father should ever live life without motivation why because Jesus is never in a place Where he is not motivated to make you a better person. Jesus never wakes up. I feel like doing something for them today. Oh, I'm feeling it now. Oh, they're worshiping now. Now I feel like, I didn't feel like it yesterday. But now, now, they got me. No, you have to understand. God is always motivated to bring change and bless your life. God is always motivated and the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if it's in you, then you should not go through life not motivated to see your family restored. Not motivated for this thing to happen. Not motivated to live your purpose. Why? Because you've got the greatest motivator inside of you. Stop looking for motivation in other places and realize that you've got Jesus in you. And if Jesus is in you, you have no excuse. Stand with me. We're going to end here. Some of you have lost your passion. You've lost your motivation. This morning, it's time to get that fire back. Some of you need to get that fire back for your relationship with God. Some of you need to get that fire back for that vision because you were pursuing it. Then something happened. You, you got discouraged. But today, it's time not just to have the vision, but to have the passion behind it, the fuel to be able to see that vision come about to make changes to be clear about what you want and to start making time to pursue i want you to lift up your hands just for a moment let's just surrender surrender your excuses right now i want you to surrender all those excuses some of you it's not you, you need to uh, you need to understand it's not the devil that's holding you back it's yourself you keep making excuses You keep talking yourself out of the purpose of God. You need to understand you're out of excuses. Your excuses don't matter. You have the spirit of God in you. So today, let's connect with our Father. Let's get that fire renewed. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.